Welcome back to the Puma Podcast. I'm Tori. Hey, and I'm Puma. And guess what? Today we have Kay. She's back with us. Say hello, Kay. Hello. Hey, on this podcast, we talk about Jesus, life, and everything in between. And if you follow this little series of how to live wisely in a foolish world, last week we talked about our words and the weight of words, how to be sensitive to the words we say. We're talking about being sensitive, but not so much with the things we say, but being sensitive to the things we have that we give. Yeah, we're going to talk about stewardship today. So yeah, hey, let's dive in. Stewardship, that's a nice big word. What is stewardship? (laughs) Stewardship. I just think of the steward of Gondor and Lord of the Rings, and he was a bad dude. But yeah, steward. Yeah, Kay, what do you think? What about stewardship? First thing that comes to mind, yeah, taking care of something else that you are in charge of, but it's not yours. Somebody else's. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, steward. Steward is someone that takes care of something that is not their own, but belongs to somebody else. And the steward's responsibility then is to what? Is to take care of said things or to temporarily, I guess, hold on and and honor whoever they're stewarding for well, honor the things they have. Yeah. So I'm a parent and we had a bunch of kids and occasionally, (laughs) super true. And occasionally we found uh, some extra pesos to go out to eat, my wife and I. And we want to do that alone. We didn't want to take the kids. And so we would end up finding a babysitter a babysitter a babysitter what is that oh yeah baby a babysitter a babysitter yeah or an older sibling you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll find a babysitter and so the responsibility of the babysitter is to do whatever they want with the kids no There's, hopefully no hopefully no yeah that's a bad babysitter responsibility of the babysitter is to take care of the kids in a way that the parents want the kids taken care of in other words, a steward manages or takes care of something that belongs to someone else, and the steward is to do what the owner desires them to do with the things that they're stewarding, the things that they are taking care of. And so, uh, you know, this idea of stewardship is that we are taking care of something that belongs to someone else. Yeah, it's you are, you're not an owner. I don't say renter either because it kind of gives you the bad rap. You know, I can just do whatever I want because I'm just renting this car. I can, you know, go over you know, I said landmines. I can go over curbs and all kinds of stuff. Right. But yeah, rental. <laughs> yeah, rental. Rental. But yeah, stewardship. You're not just renting. In fact, you are, you're responsible, but you don't own. So it's really a, I am holding on to, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. We're entrusted. Okay. Yeah. We're entrusted with something or someone's material or, or work or responsibility. Right. Yeah, not that this is a proverb, but Psalm 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Which means everything and everybody belongs to God. God. Belongs to God. Everything and everybody belongs to God. And so to live as a steward. So what does this have to do with Proverbs? Well, so here in the United States, I have a house. I have a car. I actually have a dog. I I have a job, I have a bank account, I have material possessions, and I have time and uh, other things. So what do I do with these things? You know, what am I supposed to do with them? Again, last week as we talked about the mouth, the mouth is a reflection of what comes out of the heart. 
uh, Jesus said something uh, similar to that in chapter 6 of Matthew, and uh, he says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, our hearts always follow what we treasure. Our hearts always follow what we treasure. Well, and with that too, it's not even just following. We become the things we treasure. So for example, right, I I married a a wonderful lady and I treasure her. And I remember the first time I went to uh, some of her relatives who live in Nebraska uh, they're huge Husker fans, and I wasn't aware of the the cult <laughs> the Huskers are. But I remember going to some people's basements who are Husker fans, and I thought I just walked into like a world of red. And I, I mean, some Husker fans go crazy. I mean, they love, they value, they steward their money, their time, all about the Huskers, Nebraska, you know, Huskers, and so. I realized Husker fans are the only ones that think like that. <laughs> right. No other fan base uh, <laughs> right. thinks that way. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's just it, right? You can tell what somebody values by how they steward their time, resources, and, and even like their literal house, right? And so I think when you talk about stewardship, it does paint your character and it paints your direction, but it paints like everything about you. I can tell what somebody loves and cares about, not just by their words like last week, but also by what they spend their money and time on. And so I think that's a really good aspect to bring up that our character is shaped by the things and how we steward them. Yeah, and the treasures in our heart typically revolve around money and possessions, at least mm-hmm. you know, in our culture here. I mean, show me the money, 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 money. And it's amazing, people will do all kinds of things for money. So as a parent, I have children and if I happen to pass away and, you know, bequeath my my goods to my children. Yeah, so the 3 cents or <laughs> Yeah, yeah, both both. I have two pennies and eight kids, so that's going to be weird how to divide it up. Right. But if if I gave, you know, one child five times more than the other children, mm. would that be okay? Would that be okay for me to give disproportionately, at least in the minds of the, the kids, different amounts. Well, I mean, is it okay? I don't know, but it definitely would show what you love and where your heart is. It would show your treasure and what how you steward your blood. Well, as the, as the owner of whatever it is that I have and I pass on, can I give it to whomever I want to give? Yeah. yeah. For whatever reasons I have? Now, how are the, the children going <laughs> to res- respond or react to Ooh. that? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of cat fights. <laughs> yeah, now why do you think there'd be cat fights? Because, yeah, I mean, it would it would reveal the children's hearts of what they're valuing and the jealousy and feeling entitled or that they deserved more of that income that you were giving to somebody else show a lot more of a the sinful heart. Yeah, see, our responses to opportunities or our responses to loss our responses to what we think we should get or deserve, especially when it comes to material things, often reflects the heart. It, it, these are heart indicators. And the book of Proverbs talks a lot about wealth and about the money and treasures and possessions. And, you know, there's there's verses that, that talk about like chasing fantasies, right? So uh, Proverbs twenty eight nineteen says, you know, someone that like chases fantasies trying to get rich will lead to poverty. Or talks about money gathered little by little, little is is an advantage, but someone that um, you know tries to get rich quick, you know that that's another recipe for disaster. 
So there's lots of, I mean, there's lots of other verses about, you know, our money and our and, and possessions and throughout history of mankind, you know, I mean, wars were fought over money. Yeah. Families break up over money. Couples break up over money. Um, friendships, you know, break up over money. People do all kinds of things in order to get more and more. You know, how much is, how much is enough? <laughs> Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, and I think this concept of stewardship in terms of the church, in terms of Christians, I think it's a little bit more vague because, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that one Psalm, Psalm 24, where the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And I think all Christians would be like, well, yeah, right? But it doesn't translate super well, at least in my life. What does that practically look like? I mean, how how can I be a good steward? Like Proverbs even says, right? The wise, those are the ones that steward. They plan ahead. They're the ones that look down the road and avoid the pit. And they steward their time and resources well. But how do we do that as, as Christians? And, and what does that look like? Any thoughts, you know, Kay or Puma? Yeah, I mean, just a little bit of that. Like, what does that practically look like? And I mean, we're... We're so blessed in this country and we're, we have so much compared to other people in other areas. And yeah, I mean, it's so easy to get very self-absorbed and this mindset of just consuming everything. And yeah, what does that look like for a Christian in our culture right now? That's a great question. Um, I'll try to answer the best I can here. Yeah. Um, I mean... Again, it goes back to, okay, like who owns this money? And it's just constant heart checks of like, okay, what to invest in? And like really, again, just going back to prayer with everything and being in God's word to really have that wisdom. And God says, if you seek me, you'll find me. Those who, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Like just going back to knowing God's heart and what God values and have that, I mean, Going back to that and then seeing how can I invest my time and my money and my resources in a way that would honor God. And I mean, you get down to the nitty gritty. If I should spend an extra $10 here or do I make this investment there or do I get a used car or a new car for whichever benefits for whatever investment I'm doing. And so many of those, it's just going to God in prayer and asking God, God, what do you want me to do with this money? What do you want me to do with my extra weekend here? Yeah, that's just a little bit, just lots of prayer. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that point, Kay, because you mentioned prayer. I think when I think of stewardship, it's like, oh, what am I going to do with what I have because of God? And it's, it's maybe it's less of what am I going to do, but God, what do you want me to do? And so I'm really glad you brought up prayer because I think for me, I will never be a good steward if I'm not thinking kingdom mindset. And I need God's help to think of the kingdom mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Puma, do you have something you want to say? Yeah. So, I mean, if God owns everything, so whatever we have— we are stewards of it. So the question then we should be asking always is, what does God want us to do with what he's entrusted to us? And it's interesting that what God desires for me with what he gives me is often different than what I desire for me, what he gives me. Or it's often different than what others expect me to be doing with what I have. Yeah, and that just reminds me of a good friend of mine. She would always say, in light of eternity, does this matter? Like whatever investment it was or a situation, like having that eternal perspective, like what you were saying, like, yeah, having that guide your values and your decisions and how you even respond to stuff in light of eternity. Does this matter? Well, that's what Jesus said in Matthew six to store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust, you know, that doesn't mean that we can't have treasures here. See, he doesn't say that we can't have treasures here. We can't, you know, go get treasures here, but he's saying, where are we investing? And so, Really, the treasures that we have here that he gives us here are to be invested in eternity 
not not here, because <laughs> here will rust. Well, and, and, and quote Jesus again, right? But he tells us not only to not store up things on earth where moth and rust destroy, he also tells us to seek first the kingdom of God. Right. And then all these other things, right? These stewardship, these resources, that'll be added secondary. But first, yeah, seek first the kingdom of God. And that's a perspective that I, I struggle with on a daily basis because I, I'm so uh, focused on the here and now and I forget there's an eternal aspect to my stewardship and what I choose to invest in, whether it be time or, or money or whatever. Yeah, that also just makes me think too of, of not just the money, but like like what you said earlier, Puma, about you have children and you're responsible for that. And I mean, your investments, like who has God placed under in your care to be responsible for? And that's another aspect of like, okay, while you are on earth, how to be responsible? Because I just don't want to go too far one way or the other. Like, yes, in light of eternity, like, okay, what's like storing up your treasures in heaven, but while you're on earth to be responsible. And what does that look like in a way that honors God in light of eternity? Like having that balance there. We don't just, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, this life is short, so I'm not going to care about how I spend my money or who I take care of. Eat, drink, and be merry. Right. So like having that, okay, who has God put under my care? How do I be responsible with the income he's given me, with the job he's given me? Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, one of the pictures, we're kind of jumping outside of Proverbs here. We'll jump back into it here as we conclude. But another picture is from John chapter 12, and that's where, you know, Mary pours a perfume on Jesus's feet. This is close to Jesus going to the cross, and all the disciples are there. And, and she takes a jar of, of alabaster, which is worth a, a year's wages. And Judas says, what a waste, right? What a waste. We could have sold that and and given that money to the poor. See, sometimes when we ask the question, God, what do you want me to do with with what you've given me? We really need to listen to God. What does he want us to do with that? Because even people can well intend say, here's what we think you should be doing with this. And it might even be, quote unquote, not a bad thing, logical, but not necessarily what God wants. What's interesting is all the other disciples, like the parallel account of that story from John chapter 12, it says that the other disciples also grumbled and and agreed with what Judas said. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is Jesus said, leave her alone. She has done a good thing. In other words, the disciples thought a year's worth of wages being poured on Jesus' feet in one moment was a waste. Jesus saw that as an act of worship was an act of honoring him. And Jesus said, she's going to be remembered forever for this. See, that was, Jesus saw that as a good investment because that was basically highlighting what Jesus was going to be doing. She was preparing him for, for burial and honoring him in that, what was to come. The disciples weren't even aware. That wasn't even on their radar. And so when we ask this question is, how can I honor God with the things that he's given me as a steward? It goes back to Proverbs chapter 3, and this is, you know, one of those passages. It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. And he's not saying, uh, if you do this, you will get that. He's not saying, if you honor the Lord with your wealth, he's going to make you incredibly wealthy. That's not... Right. He's not a genie you can twist his arm. No, that's not the idea there. He's saying, honor the Lord with your wealth, and you'll be taken care of, right? Your needs will be, be met. He, he's going to take care of you. But to honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits, with the first of what he gives you. In other words, whenever God gives us something, the first thing we want to do is say, God, what do you want me to do with it? 
He gave me a job. He gave me money. He gave me a car. He gave me children. He gives me time. God, what do you mean to do with it? That is a great question to ask the moment you get something, to have that kind of orientation. Because when Proverbs talks about our heart, the words that come out of my mouth reflect my heart, what I, what I treasure, and how that comes out in my things and in my time, that also indicates where my heart is. And we are walking down the path of wisdom or the path of foolishness. And so what I treasure, my heart always follows my treasure. And like one of you said earlier, we become, I think, Tori, you said this, we become like that which we, we treasure. See, this gets into a whole other topic, which we don't have time here, a worship, right? We become like the object of our worship, which is why God says, you know, worship me. Because the, when you're focused on, on him, we then become like him. We take on his characteristics. And so we are, we, our treasure and what is treasure, treasured up in our heart is fundamentally important. Yeah, well, it sounds like a really uh, great lead into the, the AQ, the application question. So how, how would you phrase the question for us today? Well, really just the idea of treasure, not only like from the previous week, take an honest assessment of the words that come out of my mouth, to maybe just step back and if you could be a little objective with your life and say, what do I really treasure? Like, if I were going to prioritize things in my life, what is most important to me? And that is going to be indicated on how we spend our money and how we spend our time. So take someone's checkbook or their bank account. Your bank account is going to highlight what it is you actually treasure. Your your calendar, your your schedule is going to show what you really treasure. When we have discretionary free time, what occupies that? If we have discretionary money outside of just the bills that we need are obligated, what does that go to? See, these indicate the treasures of our heart. Yeah, it makes me think too of like, what do other people see? Like with that self-reflective question, do other people see when they see what I spend my money on, what see what I spend my time on, would they see I am follower of Jesus, that Jesus means everything to me? Or would they say, yeah, he's a little side character or whatever. Like, you know, seeing, hearing what other people see through what I spend my time and money on can be, yeah, very convicting. <laughs> No, these are great thoughts, guys. Yeah, I, I, I'm convicted. Yeah, what do I treasure? And and like you said, you know, Kay and Puma, like, what is the world seeing? What is God seeing? Because I think we forget that that God sees us too, and the things that might just affect us and our family and our friends. There's actually an eternal side that really impacts the heart of God, and potentially, and not to, not a guilt thing, but it really can impact someone else's eternity. Yeah, there's just a lot there. So thank you for giving me all these things to think about. Yeah, I feel like we kind of scratched off I a, know. a scab a little bit and got, yeah. but not really getting getting in. But uh, again, would encourage you to be read just read read through the book of Proverbs and, and let God's wisdom enter your heart. And yeah, maybe down the road we'll do a, a stewardship series. That'd be fun too. Yeah. Well, hey guys, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we just, again, appreciate you guys following us and thank you Puma and Kay for, for coming on this podcast. And guys, if you have any questions or comments or thoughts, you know, please always feel free to reach out to us at thepumapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any friends that might benefit from this podcast or any series we've done so far, you know, please share this with your friends and family. We'd love to, to reach a bigger audience uh, because God is worth knowing. And hopefully this podcast helps you uh, better see and appreciate the heart of God. You guys, hey, thank you again, and have a great rest of your weekend. I'm Tori, and I'm saying bye. We also have... <laughs> looking yep. around. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I'm Kay, and I'm saying bye. <laughs> yep. Puma says bye, and Tori, send us off. Bye. Bye.